Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Now, you can go to an opinion show if you want to. You can listen to the mainstream media and get your spin filled there if you want to. But I'm glad we have the truth, aren't you? I'm glad we have the Bible. I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible. It's a light on my pathway to shine. It makes me so happy, always so happy. God's wonderful. And I like that description. It's not uh, It's not average. It's not just menial. It is a wonderful book, and it is divine. Thank God for a living, breathing book. I thank God for our Bible, don't you? Well, I'm honored that you would join me today. Looking forward to what God is going to speak to us about. We're starting a brand new series today. And uh, we've been going book by book, chapter by chapter here in the epistles of Paul. And uh, we have now made it to the book of Colossians. And I'm looking forward to studying Colossians with you. And we're not going to just go deep, 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 deep into every verse, but we're going to break down these verses and pull some truths out that we can apply and use in our everyday Christian life. What good is it to sit there and hear somebody say something that you can't use? No, I want you to be able to take it and use it. Now, before we start in Colossians chapter 1, I want to invite you to visit helpfortoday.org. Help, the number four today. .org. And this is a free resource put together by the staff of North Valley Baptist Church and faculty of Golden State Baptist College, and it's at a website filled with archived articles. Now, these articles are uh, arranged by topic. You can search for your subject, whatever it is you'd like to find, and you can find it on the website. Also, you can subscribe, and that's what I would recommend. You just wait until that pop-up box comes on your on your screen. It'll say subscribe, type in your email address, hit subscribe. Now, there's no cost, and there never will be a cost, but you subscribe by putting your email in. That way, we can send you an article for free every single day. The articles come usually in the morning early, and about the time you ought to be up reading your Bible, and I use those articles as a a supplement, an additive to my Bible study time, and it's always an encouragement always a help, always a blessing, and uh, I think that you will enjoy help for today. So visit the website, helpthenumber4today.org. All right, Colossians. The book of Colossians is one of the most interesting epistles that Paul writes. And uh, you read this uh, epistle of Colossians. I tell you, you're going to enjoy it. You'll get some things from it. And uh, I think you'll be better off for it. Of course, every word of God is quick and powerful, and it's all profitable. John wrote to seven churches. It's interesting. Paul also wrote to seven churches. The first church John wrote to was what? The church in Ephesus. And uh, Paul also wrote to the church in Ephesus. And you study it. The book of Colossians is very applicable to you and I living in this generation. It's a Laodicean kind of a situation. Laodicea is the last church on earth preceding the rapture. If you study out the churches in Revelation and understand that they represent different periods of history uh, in this church 
age. And so we're going to get here in the book of Colossians. Now, Colossae was a city of Phrygia in Western Asia Minor on the banks of a river called, and I, if I pronounce it wrong, you'll have to forgive me, but the Lycus, L-Y-C-U-S. And it was a very mighty metropolis in the days of the kings of Persia. Now, it declined somewhat before the era of Paul. By the first century, it was eclipsed by Laodicea. Now, that was about 11 miles south of Colossae. So that Laodicean influence was very prominent and very powerful and very uh, very obvious in the city of Colossae. Now, you study, uh, you're, you study it out, and you find Paul founded this church. And uh, he had a convert named Epaphras, and Epaphras was used to evangelize this area. Let's pick up our reading in chapter 1. Paul, now you can always tell when Paul writes the epistle, it begins with his name, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. And I love that phrase. I, I, I want to emphasize that phrase. Paul often uses that, by the will of God. He's not doing what he's doing because he decided to. He's not doing what he's doing because he just kind of likes it. He's not doing what he's doing as a hobby, but it is by the will of God. Paul, by the will of God. I wonder, have you considered the will of God? Have you, have you asked God, what is your will for my life? Now, he does have a perfect will for your life. I believe that with all of my heart. Are you doing the will of God? I'm not just asking, are you doing good? I want to know, are you doing God's will? I'm not just asking, are you serving? Are you doing God's will? I don't want to just ask you how you're living. I want to know, are you doing God's will? Paul is an apostle by the will of God. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Now watch this, and Timotheus, our brother. So Paul is writing, and with him here is a man named Timotheus. Now who is that? That is Timothy. We know much about Timothy. So here's Paul, and here's Timothy writing to these Christians in Colossae. There's similar openings found in the book of 1 Thessalonians, Ephesians, and Philippians. And uh, it's, 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 just, it's just one of the hallmarks of Paul's inspired writings. Now, the Timotheus is the same Timothy that he wrote to in Timothy, 1 Timothy and in 2 Timothy, all right? To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's his greeting. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. What a blessing to know. Paul says, I'm praying for you all the time. You're in my prayers. He said this to the Philippians. He said it before uh, to uh, Galatians and Ephesians. He, he emphasizes praying for other people. Now, I believe that we can never overemphasize the need for intercession. That is you and I praying on behalf of others. Now, we ought to go to God with our own needs, and I want you to know that God wants to hear your needs, and prayer is asking. I believe that's true. But we also ought to ask for others. You ought to pray for those who are shut in and pray for those who are sick and pray for those who are serving and pray for those who are struggling and pray for those who are uh, faithful uh, soul winners and pray for our nation and pray for our president, pray for your pastor, pray for your family, pray for others. Verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints, wouldn't that be a blessed testimony? Paul said, here's your testimony. It's not that you're backbiting and gossiping and critical and down and discouraging. No, 
Here it is. You have faith and you love the other other saints. You love each other. What a blessing. Verse 5, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, the hope that is laid up for you. What, what does that mean, the hope? which is laid up for you. What is that talking about? It's talking about the blessedness that we have in the, the, in the fact that we have an inheritance, undefiled, right, incorruptible, waiting for us as a child of God. Thankful for that. But also, I believe it's talking a little bit about the rewards they'd receive at the judgment seat of Christ. Why? For their display of faith and for their display of love that they had to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherever you heard before them the word of the truth of the gospel. Verse 6, which has come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit by the way what produces fruit the gospel produces fruit it's not activity that produces fruit and it's not program and it's not just getting somebody to go through a routine and pray a prayer without meaning it in faith it is the gospel that produces fruit fruit that remains and that's the kind of fruit we want to bear we want fruit that remains fruit more fruit much fruit fruit that remains how do i get that by faithfully preaching the gospel. What's the gospel? 1 Corinthians 15 tells us the death of Christ according to the scriptures, the burial of Christ according to the scriptures, the resurrection of Christ on the third day according to the scriptures. Preach the gospel. You say, I'm not bearing much fruit. Are you preaching the gospel? I'm not seeing much fruit from my ministry. Are you preaching the gospel? It doesn't seem like I have any results. Are you preaching the gospel? Don't ever think I've preached it too much. I need to get away from the gospel. No. Charles Spurgeon said, whatever your text, hurry and get to the cross of Calvary. And I believe that's a good thing to do. He said, bring it forth fruit, verse number six, as it doth also in you. Since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. How do you understand the grace of God? How do you get acquainted with the grace of God? How do you get introduced to the grace of God through the gospel? Why? For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So Paul is writing here to the Colossians. He gives them this introduction. He talks about he's doing what he's doing by the will of God. He tells them that he's praying for them. He's heard of their faithful testimony. And then he said, you're bearing fruit. Why? Because of the gospel. Well, we're going to continue in these verses next broadcast. Make sure you tune back in. And until then, hey, keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.